0: Welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I'm Larry Goldman, Chief Analyst at Analysis Mason. Uh, today, I'm going to talk with Caroline Gabriel about what we're expecting to happen at Mobile World Congress. So, uh, Caroline, let's just start out. What what do you expect to happen?
1: Yes, it's certainly interesting to be returning after two years um, away from a fixture that used to be um, a huge part of, of our calendar for the whole industry. Um, well, obviously, was expecting that it'll be Smaller than it used to be uh, in 2019 and before, um, but however, it seems there's a, quite a lot of momentum behind it. Um, a lot of companies are um, either decided they will go and they weren't sure before, or they're sending a, a bigger presence than they had initially planned. So, I think um, I think it's going to be be busy. I think there'll be a different tone to it. Um, I think, you know, it's still a lot of of effort um, for for obvious reasons to to travel internationally and to go to big events. Um, So, I I think companies who are going there will be um, going with, a expecting to get a lot of value out of it, being quite targeted about who they see and what their objectives are. I suspect that the, uh, the sort of visiting it just to see what's going on or for fear of missing out, which I think was often a big feature of uh, of MWC before uh, the pandemic, will be absent. And I, so I suspect there'll be more quality and less quantity in everybody's meetings and engagements. And and that may well um, make it uh, add a lot to the value of the show.
0: And there is a bit, of, we expect there is to be a bit of a protocol, mask wearing, uh, people have to have been vaccinated. There's uh, a, a process that they are you know, imposing upon those uh, all visitors uh, to be able to participate as well. What was Mobile World Congress like before? Let's just spend a few minutes thinking about what 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 did we do before?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, it's in some ways hard to to recall um, life before. But um, I suppose the overwhelming. Um, impression always at Mobile World Congress was just how huge, almost to the scale um, scale of being unmanageable it was. And for people like me who'd been going since the days when it was um, called uh, 3GSM and um, whatever it was called before that when it used to be in Cannes in the South of France and seeing it grow and grow um, over the years, moving to Barcelona and then moving to the new Fira in Barcelona, just um, becoming this enormous um, show that um no one could have f- almost afford not to go to um and I think even without the effect of the pandemic, there probably would have been a certain amount of questioning um, of the sheer size uh, and expense of the show. Um, and as with many other parts of life, it may be that um, that we'll will end up having a long, hard look at MWC and its its value um, and what parts of it were valuable and and which were were not. Because um, certainly be- before, as I say, the you know all the memories of MWC are just how huge it had become. Um it's an amazing place just to go um, and see everything that, that was developing, but not nearly enough time ever uh, to see all the things that were there that potentially were interesting. Um it's it was always incredible how you would still bump into people that you knew by accident in the corridors, even though there were however many hundred thousand-something people there. Um but I, I think it had um it had expanded beyond being a trade show, which at heart is what it is, and had become a showcase for everything that was even sort of peripherally um, attached to mobile communications. And I would expect this time to see it um, getting a little bit more back to its roots of this is a place for the industry to meet and have serious conversations about where uh, where our business and where our technologies um, are going. And we'll probably see less of the... Um, the sort of rather general surrounding um, technology discussion that that um, that had, had sort of come part of it in the most recent years and had given it some interest, but also I think perhaps lost some of its focus.
0: So we're we're putting up with some uh, amount of discomfort and and uh, annoyance and so forth like that. Uh, but I think it's reflective, isn't it, that w- that we value getting face to face with people uh, that. We don't deal with it on an everyday basis, but are nevertheless part of our industry. So let's talk a little bit about you know what is the value of getting thousands of people together uh, for uh, for this particular event?
1: Yes, absolutely. And people in our industry um, of of we we understand all the alternatives to getting together in person, and our industry, uh, profits well from people not being able to get together and having to use uh, all, all kinds of uh, virtual tools and uh, in, instead of getting on an airplane and, and cramming into a hall but the fact is um, even with that in mind and even with the the creativity of a lot of what's being developed to help people work remotely um, and and meet, a, meet other people remotely and go to events remotely there isn't really a substitute for being in the room with someone and I think uh, A lot of it's about the the informal communications as i said those people that you always run into in the halls of mwc that you might not have fixed a meeting with but you very much enjoy catching up with them um or the if you're having a really serious um business conversation which of course a lot of people do at mwc being able to read the body language to see everybody in the room equally rather than depending on the camera angle um and and also, we are just social beings, and I don't think even um, even ten years of pandemic would uh, would sort of edit that out of our of our DNA. The fact that we like to gather um, and meet, and we're stimulated by that, and and certainly as analysts. Um, uh, I think one of the most common things that we hear from the analyst community is, oh, I just don't get as many ideas when I don't meet people in person. I, I run out of topics for new reports because I'm not sparking off people that I'm, I'm in a room with. Um, so, yes, the sort of ad hoc, impromptu kind of communications um, and ideas flowing, I think, is very, very hard to replicate if you're not um, physically in a room or at least in a giant conference hall with other people
0: and i think i think having an event like this uh, sort of focuses people's attention companies get their issues worked out uh, there's a lot of issues going on which ones are we going to focus on which things do we think are most important and they work then on using the event as a way to communicate those uh, most important ideas uh, it, certainly to us as analysts uh, and obviously to their uh, customers and other people that are trying to uh, influence in the industry uh, and i i think that the the event is focusing. It was always this big event. Uh, it continued on over the years. Uh, in, in in the interim here, a little bit of that focusing, uh, but people using many other venues, as you say, uh, Caroline, uh, that were using uh, video conferencing and remote meetings as a way to facilitate this. And so, uh, I think Mobile World Congress isn't quite as unique uh, as it was in the past, uh, but but it it has this uh, unique. Focusing our attention and focusing our need to communicate clearly. So we, as an analyst firm, will be there. Let's talk just a little bit about what we'll be doing. Uh, Caroline will be there. I will be there as well as uh, some of our other analyst colleagues. I think, like most companies, where we won't have as many people attending uh, as we have had in the past, uh, but we think it's a very important thing. What are you? What are you thinking? What are you expecting to see, Caroline, at the event?
1: Yes. Um, what I'm very interested in seeing is some of what's happened in the the two years um, or nearly three years since we were last in Barcelona Um, certainly in in the area of the industry that that I analyze which primarily the mobile and the 5G um, networks and, and business models so much has happened you know our world did not stop still during the pandemic rather the opposite and I think is some of the really important um, developments that have happened uh, that was that were only over the horizon when we were in Barcelona in 2019, uh, but are now really quite far along the way. So just as a few examples, um, since that that MWC, um, we've had a world radio conference that has decided on a lot of new um, allocations. 5G spectrum. We've seen the emergence of open RAM, which was virtually unheard of um, at the last Barcelona, is now having a huge impact and massive amount of discussion, interest, hype um, around that particular platform. We've seen 5G moving from something that was really quite early stage to being um, deployed at scale and a few operators um, already moving towards doing uh, 5G standalone in a 5G core. Um, the, these are all, in terms of the piece of the industries I look at, um, very, very significant developments. And I think the the benefit of somewhere like MWC where everyone's gathered there in one place is that you can take a, a, a real overview of what these developments actually mean to the industry at large. Rather than doing an individual meeting with one company and get their view and then another company, you really are exposed to huge amounts of of launches and discussions and briefings and so on um, about the, these very important topics. And I think that's something where big events um, are, are hard to, uh, there's there's a limited alternative to in terms of getting that big view um, of, of, the, of these trends, which are very, very important. And as I say, we haven't had the chance to look at the whole ecosystem and say, how far have you got with 5G standalone or what does a new spectrum mean to you? We haven't had quite the forum to be able to look at that in, in the big holistic sense that MWC allows us to do.
0: Yes. I'm expecting the same things. And you mentioned 5G standalone. I think, um, in our, uh, predictions for this year, we said this is a big year for 5G standalone. And I think this event will be a good opportunity for us to, uh, to get more insights into that and more confirmation of that. Um, so I think that, uh, I think also I'm expecting Caroline that, that maybe you mentioned open ran I think maybe more new players will see all the you know conventional uh, historically important players in the industry will be there to some extent but I think uh, I'm expecting sort of more new players to say look uh, we've got to get visibility here there's new opportunities because of of cloud and 5g standalone and they'll be trying to to get that attention and visibility there so I think that's something that I'm expecting. So we're all looking forward uh, to being there in a few weeks. Uh, Thanks, Caroline, for uh, discussing your expectations about what will happen at Mobile World Congress. Uh, Thank you all for listening. And we look forward to meeting many of you at Mobile World Congress this year. Uh, I want to make a special invitation to all of you to uh, attend our uh, post-event webinar. They'll be on March the 10th, a week after Mobile World Congress wraps up. Uh, And the link to register for that webinar is in the show notes. So once again, Thanks for listening to the podcast.